All right, good morning, church. Good morning, you online. Welcome. It's so good to have you all here today. Uh, my name is Luke. I have been helping with the kids a lot this last summer, and I am excited to get to share with you guys a little bit about what God is doing and also um, continuing on in this series uh, that we've been going on through Acts. Um, this week, we are going to be looking into Paul and his journey, his first missionary journey from Antioch into uh, Cyprus and Galatia, which is just on that uh, southern, it's called Asia Minor, it's just right above, so like if Israel is here, I think we have a map, I should have a map, um, if you could get that up, yes, now you can see, okay, there's Antioch and we have Syria and then there's the island of Cyprus and then they travel up into that uh, countryside of Galatia and then they come back down and Galatia if you know your books in the Bible, it's a book because Paul writes a letter to the church in Galatia. So he continues to keep on with the people there and get to know them better. Um, one of the things that as uh, I was growing up in the church, one of my pastors shared with me is that every time I come to church, I should have an expectation of meeting God. And so I just want to challenge you right now, just in our hearts as I pray, to just have this expectation that God is going to meet us here, he's going to speak to us, and he's going to go before us through our week, and that we need to expect him to show up. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. God, thank you for everything that you've given us and just um, this journey that Paul goes on, Lord, and I just pray that we would get to see your heart for our lives, that God, we would just see you at work in our day-to-day, -day, that God, um, we would see our lives as a mission field, that we are people sent to speak your truth to the world, and that, God, you go before us and you prepare the way, that even when it gets difficult, you are present and you are with us. God, I just pray over these people. I just pray that um, you would give me words to speak, and, God, that they would just be blessed today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so before we get into the journey that, uh, that Paul and Barnabas go on, I think it'd be good to share a little bit about a journey that I've been on. Um, recently, a couple years ago, I went on uh, this journey with school called Globetrek. And so basically, we travel the world, and we get to see different ministries, and we get to see how God is moving around the world. And uh, yeah, it started out, um, I was not originally planning to do it. I just was kind of going to college, and I had a good friend. His name is Peter Decker. And he was like, Luke, this is something that I think God wants you to do. And I was like, okay, that is kind of terrifying. Um, like, I don't know what I'm doing, and this sounds like a big undertaking. And through the process, um, I felt like God was leading me in the right direction. And then I, I will admit this is not the right reasoning, but there was a girl that was going on the trip as well. And it was like, okay, God, like, you know, this could be good. And then, uh, you know, as time progressed with this person, I kind of had the realization that, you know, maybe we didn't connect and it wasn't like I shouldn't pursue this thing. But anyways, I was young and dumb. And I'm still young, but like I was foolish. And I was like, okay, you know what? I, uh, COVID kind of started happening, so we had to split off. But I was like, you know what? I want to like shoot my shot before, before we go on this trip together. And then it crashed and burned. It was, uh, it was not great, but, I, I, but I, I, through it all, I was still thinking, you know what, like, we aren't super compatible, and, and that's okay. And like, you know what, God, like, 
I should be doing this for you and I shouldn't be doing this just to go on a cool trip with her. And I was just like, okay, cool. And, and like, you know, I had that settled with God and we're like, okay, this is good. And it was really awkward and it was a weird thing to do. I realize that now, but at the time I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm past this, I'm good and we're going. And uh, a year went by because of COVID. We didn't get to go that first year. And, um, and you know, you kind of become friends with people just normally again. And like, it's just like water on the br under the bridge, or at least that's what I was thinking. And um, the first month of our trip, there was some tension that was arising. And I was just like, man, like what is happening? Like this person seems like they really don't like me at times and like can just be, yeah, too much for me to handle. And I was like, man, what is happening? And then um, we, like I kind of blew up on her a little bit. I was like, okay, like you've been treating me a little off and I don't like it. And then uh, we had a conversation and she was just like, Luke, that was like really, weird that you would do this and like I've been feeling weird about it and I'm like man I am so sorry like I had closure but she didn't and it was just like one of those things that was like this could ruin everything but God was in the midst of it and God was quick to bring reconciliation between the two of us and we were just like okay you know what this is out in the open we both know now that yes Luke did a really weird thing and it was not smart but uh, we can move forward and we're still really good friends and um, by the end of our journey, it was like, you know, the four of us, there was four of us in the group, we're all like super close friends, and, and I n see her as just like a really good friend in my life now, and it's like really cool the way that God can use the foolish things that we do to build strong friendships with people in our lives that can become solid um, components. But anyways, um, now we'll go to, to Paul and Barnabas's journey. Um, it'll look a little different, I'm sure. Um, yes, okay. <laughs> I don't know, like they say that uh, the thorn in his flesh might be a girl, but I don't really think so. <laughs> That's a little rude, you know? But, but I understand, I understand the metaphor. All right, um, yes, okay, we're gonna start in Acts chapter 13, verses one and three. It says, now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And so, Barnabas and Saul set off on their journey with two big things, prayer and fasting. And I set off on my journey with one thing. I prayed a little bit, but like I just kind of, you know, let God go through the distance and just see how it turned out. Um, my journey had its big bumps and uh, God was faithful through it all. So like even when you go on your own journeys, you can know that you don't have to do it perfect. You don't have to be just like Saul and Barnabas, because God is gracious to us, um, thankfully. That's really good. Um, but yeah, it's important for us to look at what exactly they're doing. And as a church community, they're gathering together, and first of all, it says that they are just fasting and worshiping the Lord. And they are just coming together as a community. They are seeking God's will for their lives and what God is going to do as a community. And how they can get involved with God more. 
And I feel like fasting is something, as a church, we don't really talk about much, or if we do talk about it, it's just kind of like a quick thing that, you know, we don't really dig into, and we don't challenge each other to step into. Because it's a spiritual discipline that can really transform our relationship with God and our prayer lives to be impacting people around us in just our commitment to actually pray for them instead of being like, oh, I'll pray for you, don't worry about it, and then like the week goes by and things get busy and then you forget. But if you fast for them and pray for them, then it's something that's like, okay, you know what? Every time I'm feeling hungry, I'm going to take time to pray for you, and I'm going to take time to really invest in this relationship that we have. Um, and so uh, Barnabas and Saul are really starting out their journey in a good place and starting it out with um, a heart towards what God has for them and being really inclusive with their members of the church and getting everybody involved, getting everybody to be a part of what they're doing and send them off. And I think that's super important for us to know that as um, you know, we have members in our own communities going off and doing different things that we need to be behind them and we need to be supporting them in ways that, um, you know, through prayer and fasting, through um, just how we interact with them and our friendliness and the way that we become a community and just surround them and give them a place that they can, you know, kind of be encouraged and also be an encouragement to us. Uh, and then uh, we're going to continue on into the first story here. Uh, and Verse 4 through 12. The two of them sent out on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia, and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. They traveled through the whole island until they came to Paphos. There they met a Jewish sorcerer and a false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was an attendant of the proconsul. Sergius Paulus, the proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elymas and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the, now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about, seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. So this is a pretty intense story. I don't know about you guys, but I have never caused anybody to be blind just by uh, word of mouth. That's pretty impressive, but also kind of scary to be um, present and a witness of what God is doing and how God can immediately do something to somebody who is against him, which is scary, but also cool, but scary. So Paul and uh, Barnabas on this journey, I think um, a super cool thing to think about as we're looking into this passage is to highlight the importance of names. And in the Bible, they give you lots of details, and lots of times they tell you things about names. And so we see, um, first of all, this guy's name is Bar-Jesus. And so Bar-Jesus, it means son of Jesus. And so Jesus' name, uh, it's a pretty 
widely used name at the time when he was alive because it means that Yahweh, which is God's name, is our salvation. And so Paul is directly coming against this guy's name, saying, you are not the son of Jesus. You are actually the son of the devil. And so this guy, he's a false prophet. He is claiming to be uh, somebody who is speaking the things of God and, and somebody who is like giving God's, like speaking for God, basically, putting words in God's mouth and saying, this is what God is saying to you guys. You need to listen to me. And Paul is directly confronting him in this. And we see that the Holy Spirit is the one that stirs it up in Paul. And it's also important to note in verse 9, it says, then Saul, who was also called Paul. This transition is really important as you, as you read through all of Acts. This is the first time where, where Paul is transitioning from Saul to Paul. And this story is um, to help Sergius Paulus, who's the proconsul, come to faith. And so this is like the, the key transition. As we're going, um, as we're going forward, Paul is, is turning away from just telling the Jews about God and what God has done and, and how Jesus has come to fulfill the law and prophets. And he is now going to Gentiles and saying, God is for you as well. And God is made a way. He is the way. That Jesus has come to die for you so that you can live. And it's not just for Jewish people, but it's also for the Gentiles. It's for everybody. So that's important. And it's, it's very, very hidden in, in you can just read past it and not think about it again. But um, as we go forward, we're going to go to uh, Acts chapter 13, verses 44. Um, Yes. So on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. That's pretty intimidating. There's some of you here, but if it was the whole city, I would be very scared and nervous. Um, When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. So immediately, they are confronting Paul because they don't like that everybody's hearing what God is doing and what God has done. And... They are not about it. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you rejected it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the, what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. And so we get to see that right here is like the key piece. Paul is transitioning from Saul to Paul. He is going from the guy who is just going to the lost sheep of Israel, trying to collect them and be like, hey, we need to turn back to God. We need to follow Jesus, who is the Messiah. We need to listen to what he has said. And when they reject him and when they get a whole bunch of people together and they actually try to stone him, that's some of the stories that are in here that we don't have time to go through, but um, they try to kill him and they try to shut him up and they try to silence him, but they can't. And he continues to say, you know what? You guys have rejected it. All right. 
I'm going to continue on and I'm going to go to the Gentiles instead. Because when they heard, they rejoice and they're happy and they're glad and they're honored that God would do this for them. And so as we hear, as we understand, I think most of us are probably Gentiles. I, I don't know, some of you might be Jewish, but there is a large portion that for us, this is huge. Like God has allowed us to come and be a part of his family, to join him in what he is doing. And so as we go about our days, as we continue to step into what God has for us and, and the journeys that we go on and the difficulties that we go through, because the journeys that we face are going to be difficult. Jesus promises us that. We can know that God is with us and God is the light for us, that he is leading the way for us. And we just have to trust him in it. And so uh, Barnabas and Paul, they have gone through their journey. They have traveled across the water onto Cyprus, the island, and then they've traveled up into Asia Minor. And now they decide to go back. And on their journey back, they decide to go through each of the churches, and they want to encourage everybody to continue on in their faith, to be disciples, to not just hear the word of God, but to do what it says, to be obedient and to walk in the truth. And so the challenge today for us is to do likewise, to be people who encourage one another, who pray for each other, who take on spiritual disciplines like fasting so that we can grow our faith and so that we can learn more about Jesus and spend time with God in a different way, in maybe a more impactful way that we haven't before, and to step out and to just be encouraged by each other. And so this week as you leave, I would like to challenge you to just pray for somebody and fast for them as well. Um, I know fasting is hard. I've done it a few times, and uh, every time has been difficult, and uh, especially for me, like, sleeping is something that's very hard. Like, when I get really hungry, and, like, trying to sleep when you're hungry is very difficult. Um, but, yeah, I just want to encourage you to, do, like, especially with food, try and take yourself um, some time. Maybe it's in a few weeks. Maybe it's in this month just to um, really engage in this spiritual discipline and to See what God has for you in the midst of it and how it can be a real encouragement to your faith and just build you up in a way that, that you didn't see um, previously. Uh, I just wanted to, yeah, encourage you all to continue on in whatever journey that God has for you, that though it may be difficult, God is with you and God is preparing the way and he is the light for you. Thank you all so much for having me today. Take care.